Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Listen, we had a we had a really tough schedule. No one understands that we were on a, on the road for the 21 or, or, or out of 27 last days. So, so we had a tough schedule. We back home finally. We are trying to find a rhythm after the after the All Star break and play better, play the, the Jazz basketball that everybody that every, everybody loved. So, so we got a like I said a home stretch here, and and, and and we have to take care of the business and then try to get on another another winning streak. Take care of the business, PK. You got to love that. Take care of the business. Uh, we play jazz basketball that everybody loves, and uh, yeah, we do love jazz basketball. We love it even more when you win jazz basketball. William Bogdanovich talking about the team after the break. They were in that whole win one, lose one, win one, lose one, ping pong, yo-yo thing. But now they've won three in a row. So can they stretch that out and put together another streak? They've already had nine 11-game win streaks this year. The streak now depends on their ability to beat the Grizzlies because they play the Grizzlies three times in their next four games. Tonight and tomorrow at home, both games start at 7 o'clock. Our coverage starts at 6 o'clock. And PK, the Grizzlies are a team on the rebuild. Nice young team. They do some things well. They do some things poorly. Can they sweep them? Can they take them down back-to-back because the Grizzlies are the essence of a 500 team? Although they're on a three-game win streak of their own. Yeah, I don't really care about the opposition. It's all about the Jazz. I've been consistent on that. It doesn't matter who they play. If you play Jazz basketball, that they should be able to win. And there's no reason why they don't win both of these ball games. So I'm expecting yes. The reason they wouldn't win one of these games is somebody like Ja Morant, who's hard to contain, goes out and scores, you know, 37 points, 43 points, does something like that to them. And one of these games gets away from them. And that would be the reason. Yeah, to me, it would be about the Jazz not playing well. It wouldn't be about John Morant. It would be about the Jazz not doing what they're capable of doing. John Morant can do whatever he wants, whatever he's capable of, and that's fine. But I still think even with that being the case, if it is the case, that if the Jazz do what they're capable of, they win. Jazz made a trade yesterday. They acquired guard Matt Thomas from the Toronto Raptors in exchange for a second-round pick in this year's NBA draft. He was uh, playing uh, sparingly, occasionally. Didn't Nick Nurse did not like his defense? No matter how many uh, he can shoot the three, he can shoot you know he can get forty five percent of his threes for you. He's he's a really really good shooter. But uh, Nurse's thing was no matter how many points he scored, he gave away more at the other end. So the Jazz get him, and I guess they'll see if his defense can get better with Rudy Gobert playing behind him. I don't know that he'll ever be on the floor with Rudy Gobert. I mean, I have no idea who this guy is. I've never heard of him. So I'm not going to act like I know the first thing about him. I had to look it up to see that he was at Iowa State and averaged like 12 points a He's game. George and Yang's teammate. Yeah, I saw I mean, I, I had no clue. I knew that after I did the research on it. But at the time, I had no idea. I would be very surprised if he was on the floor with Rudy Gobert outside of the layup line. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Dame dribbles with the left hand. Now he takes off, steps back. Fadeaway three is no good. At wow. the, no, there was a foul. There was a foul with one second left. Unbelievable. 
fumble. Jackson now on the right wing. Clippers moving with Jackson driving right. Turnaround J is good. Reggie Jackson from 15 out on the far side. Tobias with it. Skids to a stop. Reverse pivot. Cross court skip into the near corner green. He fires for three on Schroeder. And he's done it again. Danny Green like manna from heaven. It dribbles down right into the net. And good. Fox breaking down the defense. Drive to the rack. Finger roll scoop. There's a new career scoring high for De'Aaron Fox. Wearing a Kings uniform. Taking it to the rim. Fox has 44. Darren Fox with 44 as the Kings beat the Warriors. Uh, Steph Curry out with that bruised tailbone, so the Warriors losing. Uh, the Lakers, well, the Lakers are without their two big dogs, and they lose again four in a row now. Danny Green back to play the Lakers, and he lit up his old team, PK. Familiar story. You chuckle when you see the uh, box score and see he's got 28 points and shot the ball really well. Uh, yeah, in this case, uh, some of the former guys uh, from Formula, I'm not much of a team that he was playing against. Uh, Danny Green's been a well-traveled guy, so that means he's got to have several big nights. <laughs> but uh, you know, the Lakers, they just don't have enough. They don't have enough firepower right now, and it's obvious. It's just a question of how long this continues is equal to how long those guys are out. How far can they drop? Well, right now, that was loss number 17 for them, so they are still in fourth place, but they are a game and a half in front of both the Nuggets and the Blazers. Three and a half in front of the Mavericks. So we will we will watch and see if this losing streak stretches out here. It's now four in a row. Clippers won. They beat the Spurs 98-85. They had a two-game set with San Antonio. They sweep that. Reggie Jackson with 28 points as the Clippers win. They're in third place. They're three and a half games behind the Jazz and only a half game behind the Suns right now. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard did not play, so it's a nice win for them. And they make a big trade that we'll get to. Well, yeah, right now the Clippers send Lou Williams and two second-round picks to the Atlanta Hawks for Rajon Rondo. They get playoff Rondo. Regular season Rondo isn't that special, but can playoff Rondo come up big for them in the postseason? And how much does how much will they miss Lou Williams scoring pop off the bench? Yeah, that's a surprise deal to me. I would have thought Lou Williams would have netted more than Rajon Rondo. Agreed. Enough teams looking for bench scoring. You think somebody would have uh, would have gone for him? And, it, you know, I know they wanted the point guard and the traditional point guard, but they got an old-school point guard and somebody who can't shoot. So they went from somebody who can light it up, maybe not the most consistent player in the world, but he could light it up, versus somebody who it's unusual if he lights it up because he's not known to be a shooter, uh, but you know, he can run an offense, that's for sure. So an interesting deal for them. It's going to be fascinating for me anyway to see how it plays out once we get to the postseason because that's obviously what they brought him in there for. So the Clippers are one team everybody's going to be checking on because of that trade and all the reasons you just listed. And the other one is the Denver Nuggets, who is part of uh, Orlando, uh, Orlando just moving the whole starting lineup pretty much. Uh, they get Aaron Gordon. So they get all of his athleticism. He doesn't have to carry the franchise. But, man, when he goes... When he goes back door, he goes flying down court on a break. You got to figure that uh, the Joker is going to pick him out and set him up for a layup or a dunk. So is Aaron Gordon going to replace Jeremy Grant? Because it's clear they have not replaced Jeremy Grant, and they miss Jeremy Grant. And what port, what portion of that load can uh, he start to carry? 
Well, I think in the interim, he replaces Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap's at the end of the line here. Mm -hmm. And you look at, he starts, but he usually doesn't even play 20 minutes a game. So I don't think Aaron Gordon individually is a phenomenal player. But I think the the Nuggets were lacking there, as you say, Grant and Millsap. Grant's gone, and, and Millsap is at the end of the line. So I really like that pickup for what they need for him to do. They don't need him to be a big superstar because they already got one, and they've got a couple other nice players too, and obviously Jamal Murray's right there. So, yeah, I think the Nuggets, out of all the teams in the West, right now we'll see about some buyout stuff, but right now I think that the Nuggets improve themselves the most. They also added JaVale McGee, so they got another uh, big body off the bench for however many minutes the Joker isn't playing. There's a guy you can throw some alley-oops to, and he ought to offer you some block shots, some rim protection, and uh, help your defense in however many minutes he gets while, uh, while Jokic sits. Other deals along the way, the Miami Heat acquire uh, Victor Oladipo from the Houston Rockets. Uh, New Orleans sends J.J. Redick to Dallas. Do you think J.J. Redick's got anything left in the tank, PK? Uh, a little bit. Uh, you know, and he runs around like the Energizer Buzzy Bunny on offense. Joe Ingles has talked about having to chase him back when he was with the Clippers. Uh, and so, um, it doesn't really move the needle for me, but maybe he can make a few baskets. Evan Fournier to the Celtics. That actually happened uh, yesterday, and we were able to talk about that on the show. Nikola Vucevic to the Chicago Bulls, all part of those three big deals the Orlando Magic made. Blazers get Gary Trent, or uh, traded Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood to Toronto for uh, Norm Powell. They are going to uh, lead the league in guys in that uh, six foot to six three range who can shoot the ball really well. How far is that going to carry him? Remains to be seen. I thought that was a little bit about rearranging deck chairs because you know, they win, they beat the, you know, he had the foul with the one second left and all that. And then you I look at the box score, sure enough, McCollum and Lillard, they have very good shooting games. Just seems like Lillard's going to go down as uh, one of the all-time Blazers, uh, maybe in duration, maybe that put him on the over the top if he stays there and no reason why he wouldn't continue to do what he's doing for several more years. But just doesn't seem like they're ever going to win anything. He's going to hit some big shots, and it's going to be exciting and all that. But in the final analysis, they're going to go out in the second or third round, maybe the first round. The biggest name that didn't get moved, the one we were talking about yesterday as the guy who could LeBron most... James. Is the guy who could most tip the, the balance name who didn't, power. Who didn't get, no, the biggest name who didn't get moved was LeBron. The biggest name we didn't get moved who was rumored to be moved. Oh, okay. All right. Kyle Lowry, staying in Toronto. Well, that just means, in my mind, they didn't get enough for him. Right. And that was what their uh, their front office folks said. The offers weren't good enough, so they're not moving them. They're not getting ripped off here. They want value back. So I don't blame them. See if... Uh, See if he goes in the hopper here sometime around the draft when there's draft picks to be moved. Maybe that right. maybe yeah. that'll spring something loose here when people uh-huh. know who they really want or don't want or yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. I think we've kept it out of our heads all year. I mean, bear in mind now, people, you know, we we've been number one this entire year. I mean, dating back to 
all the way into October or whenever the polls came out or even this summer. And one, they're enjoying the heck out of being with each other. You know, they know there's hopefully, you know, a week and a half or two weeks left in this season. And and two, they're they're competitive and they're smart competitors. They know uh, that, you know, every from here on out, every team is more than capable of taking us down. So they're just preparing in that way. That's Mark Few, Gonzaga coach, answering the question, is the pressure building to complete the perfect season? They're now four wins away. They got through the first week of the tournament. So now to the Sweet 16. They've got Creighton, and that is the first game on Sunday on CBS. That'll be at noon Mountain Time. So I wouldn't think Creighton would be the team that would take them down, PK. Yeah, I don't think that the, in the short term there's going to be any more pressure that there already is as far as just winning and advancing. You know, Maybe when they get uh, to the final or the semifinal, if they should get that far, I'm rooting for them. I'd love to see it. And at that point, you know, because then it becomes a realistic, more so talking point than it is right now. Because now, as you say, they're in a Sweet 16. It's just about beating Creighton. Uh, and if you were, I don't know how many games they play this year. If you were usually like 35. If you're 35 and 0 and lose to Creighton, and if you're 34 and 1 and lose to Creighton, I don't really see where it's going to be any more or any less devastating. It's going to be the same. It's going to be about the moment. This team coming into this season, as it has been for a while now for Gonzaga, is built to try to win it all. And that's where the joy or the devastation is going to come in. And I suppose maybe it builds a little bit more in the regular if you got to the final but at the same time are they going to say yeah but indiana played a legitimate season with fans and yada yada so does this really count in that regard if i'm like mark few if i'm mark few and his guys that's really the last thing i'm worried about they're 28 and 0 right now maybe when they get to 30 they'll feel the pressure yeah that's what i'm saying but the the thing it's a little different you know i think kentucky was the last team right who made the serious run at that and they were in the final four but at kentucky it's Hey, you know, they, they've had other championships, so the undefeated thing is the thing that is special, whereas Gonzaga get the title. Now now it's just all the same thing. I mean, you either either you get the title and go undefeated. You can't have one without the other. Right, but the problem with Gonzaga, the undefeated, is so many of the games are just overmatched. Mm-hmm. Who cares? It's did you, did you win it all? Kentucky is more likely to lose an SEC game than Gonzaga is to lose. Right. Exactly. A West Coast Conference game. Yeah. All right, Sweet 16. We got uh, four games Saturday and four games Sunday. This is different than having the Sweet 16 on the weekday. We won't have overlapping games and have to choose between them, which sometimes is easy, but sometimes they're both good games and you want to see them. But now they'll be spread out one after another, and they'll start. Uh, they'll start a little afternoon, and then they will run until uh, ten o'clock at night tomorrow. So great! It's like a little college football. Yeah, exactly right. Four games, one after yeah. another after another. First like two, first two are on CBS, and then the two uh, late games are on TBS. Great. So enjoy your college hoops. Yeah. Uh, the other uh, college news: Utah Jazz assistant coach Alex Jensen has reportedly removed his name from consideration for the open head coaching position with the University of Utah men's basketball program. The prodigal son will be staying on the Jazz bench, apparently not returning to the Hill. But driving a new car to practice today to shoot around. <laughs> I assume you got a raise, is what I'd been told. And, you know, we talk a lot about you are who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think this is exactly who Alex Jensen is. He wants to be an NBA head coach. 
I mean, I'd spoken to him about it a few years back, and we know he's talked about it and whatnot, and this is his goal, and he's staying true to his goal. Good for him. I don't think he could have lost either way, but if this is what he wants, he's got my support 100%, and any team that he takes over in the future here, I'll obviously be pulling for him. Now the question is, where do the Utes go from here? Now all the other names on the list, all the guys who've run college programs, who gets the gig? Well, Jerry Bryant has not run a college program. Uh, Okay, you're right. And and, and to me, man, I just don't know that I like... Nothing against Johnny by any stretch, because he's going to come recommended highly from the Jazz. I know this. And the Jazz, when they give out recommendations, that carries a lot of weight. And obviously, Mark Harlan is going to have no stone unturned as far as that goes. So he's going to do his intense research, and I'll support whoever Mark hires. I'll take that attitude with uh, every coach. Give give the man, give the woman a chance to see what they can do, and we never really know. But it just seems to me that Utah should have someone who has head coaching experience. And somebody, there's all these reports out there, and I can't keep track who's having what first or this or that. But somebody had the Florida guy out there, and that really intrigues me if he would be interested in coming. But it does seem like a risk to hand a Power 5 program to someone who has no head coaching experience. Yes, in a program the stature of Utah's, and maybe I'm overinflating the program, but when you were there in the 90s like I was, I can't help but yep. think of the program in that and, regard. And I don't think it's just the 90s. It's a century of basketball. They sure. are top 15 in wins, top 15 in winning percentage. They've been to four Final Fours and 16 Sweet 16s. It's a really good program. We know other people are <clears throat> historically a really good program. Obviously, it's not right now. But historically, it's a very good program. And we know other people are throwing out quotes like, it's a sleeping giant. Mm, whether me, you're it's the, already a giant. Whether you're the person who uh, revives it after 15 uh, so-so years that don't match up with its history is another question. But if Mark Harlan feels like he's the right guy and if he's got enough people telling him he's the right guy, don't worry about what everybody thinks and don't worry about your stature. If he's the right guy, go get him. And the thing that I think is intriguing about Johnny and Alex, although you know now it doesn't matter with Alex, but the thing that is intriguing is I think the Utes can get really good players. I don't think they're going to get the best players. The best players are one and done. So I don't even know that the best players are going to take you where you want to go because we're seeing lots of times that doesn't work. We've seen it at Duke. We've seen it at Arizona. We can, it didn't work at Kentucky this past year, certainly. Uh, but if you can get good players who need to get better, which is how they've done it in the past, these two guys, the part of the program, I'm sure they'll be good at. Now, there's 40 things you got to do when you're the CEO of the basketball program. But player development... They're going to be great at that. And that's going to be a critical point. I shouldn't say they if it's not going to be Alex. He, with Johnny, would be great at that. But it's all the other stuff. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I was in Florida when the deal was was finally completed. Uh, it's, it's a lot easier to do cartwheels on the sand. I'd say that. Um, <laughs> Rich is having a hell of a visual over there right now. But uh, yeah, no, I was I was obviously very excited. I, I think that you know he is definitely the keystone of of moving forward. Mike McCarthy, glad to have Dak Prescott back under contract. Cartwheel line. Okay, that's nice. Nobody can really visualize Mike McCarthy doing cartwheels, but sure. Uh, who would you rather see doing cartwheels on the sand, McCarthy or Andy Reid? Oh, uh, Andy Reid. 
I'd like to see Bill Belichick do cartwheels. He doesn't really seem like a cartwheel type of guy. Throw him on the list. NFL has no intention of requiring COVID-19 vaccinations for players, coaches, or team staff members, according to the league's chief medical officer. Dr. Alan Sill says he hopes everyone will get vaccinated, but not going to require anyone to do it. Well, how could you require it? I don't know. No, no, I don't think you could. It, so. I think so you'd think you get pushed back and people would get lawyers. So. Yeah. DJ and PK. College football. BYU is going to host their annual Pro Day at the indoor practice facility later this morning, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, with coverage on ESPN and the NFL Network and BYU TV. 24, 20 former Cougars scheduled to work out for NFL personnel. Pro Days do it for, for you. Pro, pro uh, Days do it for you, PK. In person, I, I watched, tried to watch Sertain uh, in Alabama the other day, and I got bored. Hmm. Now, maybe these guys, I mean, I don't know any of these kids personally, but obviously I know of them. It might be a little bit different, but uh, just, they're going to do stuff. Okay, I already know Zach Wilson can throw the football. And now he's going to do it without people chasing him. So he's going to look really good. Yep. <laughs> Cougars wrap up uh, spring camp this evening. It was supposed to be an open practice at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, but they opted to cancel that earlier this week, move it indoors. So no, uh, none of the outdoors and the fans and all of that. It's uh, closed to the public, and it is in their indoor practice facility, which the weather's looking pretty dreary out there this morning. So they'll all be staying dry indoors. No reason to make the players, you know, if it's windy or rainy or whatever. Have the ball slipping out of somebody's hands or having drops. They're going to make them look as good as possible. Put them in the perfect weather indoors. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Padres have announced that you, Darvish, will be their opening day starter Thursday when the season gets underway. The ceremonial, the respect that goes to getting the, getting the ball on opening day, PK. Says you're the guy. He's good. Eloy Jimenez Jr., Chicago White Sox, is going to miss five to six months. A ruptured pectoral tendon. He's making a play in the outfield out and left and run and hopped on the fence. His arm was on top of the fence. And uh, it, didn't, it didn't look good, but it didn't look that bad, PK. But five to six months, that is most of the season. It could end up being the entire season. Maybe he'll be back for six weeks or so at the end of the year. Oh, yeah, that, that just guts it. And he's a young fellow. He's only like 23 years old, man. He's and when they rolled the nice video. Seasons. Yeah, when they rolled the video of him doing that, they also rolled the video of him getting uh, caught up in the in the netting, making the argument for a designated hitter. Really not the left fielder of your dreams. A uh, big, bulky guy. Was yeah. he like 6'4, 250, somewhere in there? Hits the ball a long way. Yeah. Joe Gonzalez announces his retirement after 13 big league seasons. The vet is hanging it up. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Utah football availability. We'll hear from Kyle Whittingham at 8 o'clock. David Locke, radio voice of the Jazz, will join us at 8.30 to talk about all the NBA trades and about the Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies three times in the next four games. That's all on the way. 
with DJ and PK right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time to bring in Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. How you doing? Doing well. So, the question of the day. You have been on the air before. We've seen you on the billboards, seen you on TV. You're all over town. Mm -hmm. The question is, why are guys so hesitant to get their ED taken care of? Because if everybody got it taken care of, we would probably see less of you. But we're not seeing less of you, which means (laughs) guys who who maybe could use some help there have been a little hesitant. Yeah, there's so many. So the stats say that 30% of men with erectile dysfunction do something about it. They seek treatment. That means, two, I mean, I'm assuming two-thirds do nothing. The relationship is what suffers. I think ED is kind of attached to a man's sense of self-worth, his ego. Maybe he doesn't know about our treatments and how easy they can be. But we're trying to eliminate the stigma uh, and get more guys treated because at the end of the day, it's the relationship that suffers. So you do have some uh, science now to back it up. Cambridge University, people like that are studying you, and you got a medical yes. page so people can read this stuff for themselves? Yep, 42 medical journals basically studying the two most advanced forms of acoustic wave therapy that Wasatch Medical uses. The FDA only registered these two, um, and Cambridge is on there. They've studied this. Basically, our technology regrows and opens up blood vessels with pressure waves on this part of the body. A guy does a few short treatments over two to three weeks, typically. That's enough to get rid of the ED. We've seen 40 to 50% more blood flow uh, as a result of these treatments, enough to get guys off the pill, get away from those side effects, and turn back the clock in the bedroom. Usually when you come on, you have some kind of discount or special offer for our listeners. You got one today? We do. We really believe in delivering a lot of value. Um, if you're struggling with ED, you've been hearing us. Today's your day. We're giving away so much. Uh, the assessment exam, blood flow ultrasound with our doctor, that's free. A little enhanced gift now that I have yet to see fail. It produces immediate results in the bedroom, and new patients even get free testosterone. If you feel like things, you know, a little low in the tank, we got you covered there. Uh, give us a call here at Wasatch Medical. It's all no charge. Guys, you can put a stop to your ED. Call Wasatch Medical right now to claim that special offer. Call 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. You can call Andrew Reinhardt at the Wasatch Medical Clinic at 801-901-8000. Andrew, thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. The Big Show, the Big Show. with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Chris Camrani from The Athletic. You've got some breaking news up on The Athletic right now. Yeah, Alex Jensen has removed his name from the running for the University of Utah head basketball coaching job. I think a lot of folks assumed Alex was going to have the first bite at the apple, but it just wasn't the right timing. Alex has interviewed for head coaching jobs in the NBA the last couple of years. He is a known commodity in the NBA. I think it's only a matter of time that an NBA team is going to hire Alex to lead their franchise. So while the poll to go back home albeit five miles up the road, was strong. Ultimately, Alex Jensen decides to stay put. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK brought to you in part by Jerry Signer Cadillac. They're bringing you hot takes or toes. Check out the bold new lineup at Jerry Signer Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. All right, NBA trade deadline is now in the rearview mirror. 
What did you make of the flurry of NBA trades? Honestly, PK, not much. The Clippers raised an eyebrow and the Nuggets improved themselves, but how much? And that was my big takeaway. Well, I think on a smaller market team like Orlando, uh, is this the way to go? And so they're all in. They jumped all in. It was bold. And it's like the Houston Astros did it. And we it's put aside the cheating because, uh, you know, the cheating was there and that maybe got them over the top, whatever. But the process and the formula, is that the way to go to build your franchise? And the Jazz have done this. And we can recall not skipping steps. This is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And develop guys. You talk about developing guys. So it is fascinating to see when a team dives into it because it's a bold move. And is that the way to go if you're not one of these glamour franchises? And you look at the Jazz, and you have to have internal development. And they get this Matt Thomas kid. I don't know Jack about him. I don't know what's going to happen with him. But if I step back, you know, I didn't know Jack about Royce O'Neal. I mean, I knew he started, uh, went to, I looked it up, and he obviously finished with Baylor, which is more of a prominent program. But I think he started over there in Denver and then transferred. And when they picked up Joe Ingles, I didn't bat an eyelash. Uh, and, you know, I could go on and on. And so these guys were developed, right? And I think that somebody like a, like a Rudy Gobert and a Donovan Mitchell, they clearly were developed, but I think the big thing with those guys is they were identified, right? The Jazz went out and acquired these guys. We know that the workouts that they had with Mitchell, they loved them, and the same thing with Gobert, and we were told you know, after the fact that when they let guys in to watch the Gobert workout, if somebody said anything, Dennis was going to fire him on the spot, blah, blah, blah. So they identified talent, and then those players, they developed two for sure. But you look at an Ingles, a Royce O'Neal, uh, who, who are these dudes, right? You knew Nobody batted an eyelash there, but they went and developed them, and that's what the Orlando Magic are going to have to do. So I was captivated as I keep seeing every 15 minutes, it seemed like, oh, this guy's gone, oh, that guy's gone. So I would go beyond the two trades that you just seen, the teams that you said, and look at Orlando as a formula because I think that it's really good for whatever sports league that you're in at the pro level because if it's done the right way, it doesn't matter where it's done. And the NBA takes a hit on that. You know, Locke likes to talk about, well, Mike Trout only bats four times. Okay, yeah, but that's why if you're a fan of that team, if you got somebody else who steps up, and who knows who gets a hit. The Giants won World Series with uh, dudes that you never heard of coming up and getting clutch hits. And if you're a fan of that team, who cares that it was not Buster Ol- – uh, I was going to say uh, Buster Olney, but Buster Posey who didn't get the big hit. You know what I mean? You want your team to win. So the point being that it goes beyond – well, just do I have the one or two best players in the league, and then, well, I'm going to go to the finals. And that becomes so predictable. So I'm going to be able to watch what the Magic are going to do going forward. It's going to take a while, you know, what, three or four years, I guess, maybe whatever timeline you want to assign to it. Because if they can do it, 
I think it really sends a strong message that anybody can do it if you do it the right way. Well, they should now plummet to the bottom. They weren't that far away from the bottom anyway. They've got one of what four or five worst records in the league right now. You know, when they, when Orlando's been good before, they plummeted to the bottom and then they've hit on high picks. You know, get the number one pick and get Shaq and get Penny and go to the finals. And Dwight Howard took them to another final. Those are their their two big years. So. If you feel like you're stuck in the middle, I mean, that's where the Jazz were when they decided, all right, let's, uh, let's change it. You know, we can get to the eighth seed. We can get six games over 500, but we're not going top four. We're not going top two, so let's tear everything down. Orlando wasn't – there's not that big a risk for Orlando. They're, if you can't make the playoffs in the East and they're not even looking like they're going to get to the tenth spot – they were names. They were guys who were uh, high draft it's, picks, right? I think it was less of a risk for the Jazz to do it because there were guys that had been around and weren't really going to go anywhere, and they were they were a little bit older. Whereas to me, the Lando guys. I mean, for Aaron Gordon, I think he's still only like twenty five years old. Seems like he's been around forever, doesn't right. it? Right. Seems like he should be twenty eight. I will. But I think he's pretty young still. So I think that was bold for them. And there, they're in a place where, you know, we talk with the Sun Belt and a lot of people moving. You know, there's a lot of distraction of other stuff to do in Orlando. We're in Salt Lake City in the winter at night. There's not a lot of distraction. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning, so you're going to have a pretty good support just by opening up the doors. Now, I have not lived in Orlando but, you know, living back east, everybody goes to Florida and whatnot, and you hear about that, and we know all the other attractions and the weather. Blah, well, and the weather in the winter seems to be the best, better weather because it's not raining as much, and so it seems like this is a bold move for them. Well, they will start over, and we will see where they go. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James, Facebook, DJ and PK. What would you make of the flurry of NBA trades? And Kyle says, why anyone would want Rondo on their team is a mystery to me. Well, the Lakers had him on their team and won a championship. And it was mostly about LeBron, and it was something about AD, but Rondo got some credit too. A vet who's been there and played in the biggest games and is poised. Don't underestimate the value of that. Uh, He can be poised. He, He can also do some stupid stuff. Uh, I mean, just the other day, he was putting a ball in somebody's face, and we know he's had some issues there. He's had issues with coaches and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, that was a bold move. That's a short-term thing that we'll see how it plays out and what he's going to do. Because, I mean, that you talk about a veteran and poise. Well, they gave up a 34-year-old in Lou Williams, so doesn't that cancel each other out? Wasn't Lou, wasn't Lou Williams that guy? Yeah, and I think Lou Williams scared a lot of Jazz fans. They've seen him have big games against the Jazz. Now, you can say, hey, he's 34, he's slipping, and sure, he makes shots, but how many buckets does he give up at the other end of the floor? Uh, they may figure, we've got guys who can get buckets. Uh, we need someone who can, who can organize this. I mean, clearly that must be what they're thinking. Yeah, that was bold. The team I mean, that traded got, a 34 yeah. for a 35-year-old. The team that got the most applause here from Jazz fans in our uh, Facebook feed is a team that they don't really like to applaud. But Jason says, great pick for Denver while not giving up much. 
Brad says Denver got a lot better. That'll make things interesting down the stretch. And Phil says Denver, Miami, and Chicago won the day by a large margin. And Denver just getting uh, shout-outs up and down. Oh, here's another one. Uh, Ryan says, prior to the trades, Denver worried me a little. Now they scare me. I think I'd rather see either L.A. team in the playoffs than Denver. Ooh. ooh. That seems like a little overreaction, doesn't it? A healthy Laker team? Yeah. That scares me more than Denver. But I guess the the general point that Denver improved themselves, that seems to be the answer around the league. Reading stuff yesterday, watching stuff, listening to stuff. Denver was getting a lot of applause around the league, Jazz fans. Don't let the whatever hatred or jealousy or whatever of Denver get in the way. They pretty much say the same thing. I I think that what they lacked, Aaron Gordon can provide, and that's why it was a, a good move for them that I would agree with that. I don't think Aaron Gordon is a superstar unto himself, but you know Jeff Hornacek wasn't a superstar, but they needed something, and they got it when the Jazz made that move. And I don't know that he'll have the impact that Jeff had because I don't know that the other guys at the top uh, can get them over the hump uh, as far as that goes, whereas in terms of getting the finals, Hornacek obviously helped them get, get them for strong, get them there. But, yeah, I, I like what they did. I agree. Getting Gordon – Plugging him in there, I'd imagine he wouldn't come off the bench, maybe, I don't know, at the start. But I'd imagine he'd be playing 30 minutes once he's ready to go and understands what they want him to do, that he's going to get major minutes. And he has the opportunity because he doesn't have to do a whole lot. You just got to do what he can do. So I like what they did, too. He was a 14-point, uh, 6-rebound, 4-assist guy in Orlando. So... Now, how many touches will he get, and will he replicate those numbers? That all remains to be seen. But you're right, he is 25. He doesn't turn 26 till September. So plenty of upside. That, that's a move that's not just for this year. You know, when you start trading 34- and 35-year-old guys, you're talking about this summer. But with Gordon, uh, you know, they can look forward to seeing what he does down the road. Yeah. And he's got to be pumped because, you know, he's going to a team that's already got it going a little oh, bit. Oh, for so sure, yeah. He just climbed a bunch of games in the standings. Yeah. He's pumped. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Utah football coach Kyle Whittingham coming up at the top of the hour. Number one. Make us your number one preset. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, The Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest-rated, most-listened-to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Store has grab-and-go meals and hundreds of local products. The Store has two locations. One's in Holiday, 6200 South and 2050 East. The other's in downtown Salt Lake and the Gateway Mall. That's the store bringing you DJ and PK here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. All right, PK, we're about to hear from Kyle Whittingham. His uh, media availability here at spring football continues for the Utes. And you saw a, uh, a list there. There are so many lists out there. But uh, one of them had Kyle ranked as the 12th best coach in college football. Not to go old Goldilocks and three bears on you, but too high, too low, just right. 
And I, I, think, I think that the biggest thing here is how much credit are you going to give programs for the built-in advantages they have and how much are you going to deduct from coaches who are at those programs? What's that mean? Uh, USC has advantages. So you might win more at USC than you win at another school. Is, does that mean Clay Helton's a better coach? Because largely coaches just get graded on how much they're winning. Oregon's got advantages. And if you haven't been coaching there very long and you got a good record, how much of that is you? Because if, if you haven't been there long enough to bring in all the players yet, and how much of that is Oregon just has built-in advantages? I think every program that wins has built-in advantages one way or the other. So does Kyle have enough then to justify him as number 12, Bruce Feldman of The Athletic, ranking Kyle as the 12th best coach in college football? Well, I think you have to look at it. Uh, Utah certainly has its advantages. It's the big dog in a in a pretty good-sized city, easy access to get to, and doesn't have a pro team. And they have obviously, in my mind, and I think in most folks' mind, you have to admit they've superseded the accomplishments of what BYU has done. BYU has a large, enormous fan base locally and around the world, whatever. Well, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, but Utah has a lot of stuff going for it that a lot of comp- teams in the conference and in the division don't have uh, for sure. And so they've taken advantage of that. And then people have biases. And the fact is Kyle has made himself – a media genius in the way he handles it. It's so impressive to see where he used to be, how he was ready to attack at all times if anything was said negatively about him. And I talked to him about it. And now how uh, if Bruce Feldman would call him up, hey, Bruce, how's it going? (laughs) Right. (laughs) How's the family? And so there's bias there. Everybody loves the guy. He's hard-nosed. He does things the right way, takes no crap, never gives in, blah, 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 blah. I think all that factors in, and I'm fine with that ranking. All right, DJ and PK, you can hit us up on uh, Facebook, DJ and PK, and we'll get to that uh, more of that coming up. We've got uh, Andrew, Andrew Reinhardt joining us right now. He is with the Wasatch Medical Clinic. And, Andrew, what kind of patient results are you hearing uh, from people as, uh, as more people come through the Wasatch Medical Clinic? Well, typically uh, a patient starts with skepticism and embarrassment, so that's the first thing. Guys struggling with ED naturally are that way. They go through our treatments, and I think the big surprise is it's so much faster than I thought. Uh, the Cambridge University study on our technology showed that the average guy needed a few treatments over two to three weeks. That's pretty quick. If you think about taking the pill for ED for a lifetime uh, versus two to three weeks from now, let's call it mid-April, uh, you could be done with these treatments. Turn back the clock in the bedroom. We use the most advanced form of acoustic wave therapy. It opens up and repairs the damaged blood vessels. And damaged blood vessels is the leading cause of ED. So we've helped so many guys, uh, you know, get over the skepticism, get over the embarrassment, and really improve the intimacy with their significant other. So as you talk to people and you get that that kind of feedback, you probably also come across what the top causes are from ED. You probably hear a lot of stuff, and then you're probably also able to figure out a lot of stuff of what's impacting guys. Yeah, we do do an assessment prior to starting, um, but we, we see 
you know, we see a lot of prostate issues. We see a lot of diabetes. The other thing I would say, though, is I think that this is happening to guys younger than we've ever known. Or maybe, you know, we just kind of didn't talk about it. We have guys in their 20s and 30s every day in here that just kind of want to top off their drinks, so to speak. They want to improve the frequency with their partner. Uh, Our technology works great for that. We have guys in their 80s and 90s who have severe erectile dysfunction. Um, The Cambridge study, it intentionally studied guys with ED so severe that Viagra wasn't even working anymore. So that was a really cool look at how powerful this technology is, that it it can work on guys like that. Um, So, you know, we've kind of seen the whole spectrum. So the special offer? Call us now. Put a stop to your ED. We're going to do the assessment, the exam, the blood flow ultrasound. Really cool process. Uh, That's all free. A little enhanced gift, by the way, that produces immediate results in the bedroom. And new patients even get free testosterone right now. So a ton of value. Uh, Call us here. It's all no charge. Guys, you can put a stop to your ED by calling Wasatch Medical right now. Claim the offer at 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Andrew Reinhardt and the Wasatch Medical Clinic at 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys.